Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. It's the 4th of August, but it reads like the 5th. That's right, I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe, and this is Nonsensit. Hello and welcome to Nonsensit, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. I'm joined as ever by my producer Martin, and what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Ah, yes, indeed. And it's an extra special show this week because it's coming to you from Bonnie Edinburgh. Okay, the news. (laughs) Where we are both taking part in the Festival Fringe. Harriet's in a show with Rosie Holt MP called That's Politainment about which more later, and I'm running tech for two shows, Buffy Revamped and Friend, the one with Gunther. Oh, Martin, please, this isn't the place for coarse advertising. Honestly, you might as well have said, Buffy Revamped is on every day at 8.15 at the EICC, not Wednesdays, and Friend, the one with Gunther, is on every day at 4pm at the Gilded Bloon, not on Wednesdays. Have some Dignity, Martin. I'm sorry, Harriet. Uh, Does that mean we shouldn't mention your show either? My show, That's Politainment, which is on every day at 8pm at the Pleasance Courtyard, but not on the 15th. No, we can mention that, Martin. We can also mention some exciting news. We will be recording a live episode of Nonsensored on Thursday the 7th of September at the London Podcast Festival at King's Place. We had a wonderful time last year and we're delighted to be back. Tickets are available from kingsplace.co.uk. Well, don't forget you can email us questions, complaints and corrections at nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. Also, any feedback? Tell us about the guests you like and we will make an effort to get them back on. But let's move on to this week's show and the shocking news that Donald Trump has been accused of criminal activity. Would you say that was shocking? I certainly would. And so would Trump's lawyer and friend of the show, Chip Randy Jr. III, who joined us this week to discuss this outrage. Let's take a listen. Chip, how wonderful to have you back on the podcast. It's been a while. It has. has it's really great to be on, on the podcast again. Really, really great. And once again, having you on to talk about a very, very important issue. And this is the problems plaguing Donald Trump. Now, firstly, I must ask, before we go into details, 
What's his mindset like? You know him, you spend time with him. How is he doing? Uh, well, uh, uh, Donald, Donnie's I call him, he's, he's, uh, he's fighting fit, uh, he's, he's positive, uh, and he thinks this whole thing uh, is absolutely absurd. And what about Biden? Nobody's talking about Hunter Biden, and that is the issue of the day, isn't it? That's what, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, no. This, well, this is- if you don't mind me jumping in, Chip, it's uh, producer Martin here again. And uh, uh, I, I mean, the whole thing is absurd. I'm sure everyone would agree, but uh, sure. rather, in, in my opinion, that he's got away with it for so long. I mean, he has got away you- with it, Marvin. Marvin, you're absolutely right. He's got away with it so long. And what I mean, what is the Biden brand? I, I, it's absolutely absurd. He's selling the Biden brand. I mean, what is the Biden brand? He's getting away with it far too no. long. Lock, lock him up. Lock him up. That's why I said. Okay. So uh, well, I actually was referring to Donald Trump. Um, you know, the, the man's been indicted. Uh, what this is the well, third third time? It's a madness that these legal proceedings keep on pursuing him, and he thinks he can get away with it. I mean, do you yeah. do you really believe that he's an innocent man? Uh, he Don, uh, Donnie's is is innocent as the is. I mean, does the Pope? In the woods, I mean, he's an innocent man. He's a he's a he's a man wronged. I mean, have you seen these charges against him? They're absolutely trumped up. No pun intended. Absolutely ridiculous, overblown, uh, and, and in the the fullness of time, they'll come out as being absolute, uh, as you would probably say, uh, poppy dick. But the the real issue here, I think, and I think you'll agree with me on this one, Harriet, is Biden, Hunter Biden. I mean, absolutely. Yes. How has he been getting away with it? Lock him up. Is uh, uh, where is the indictment with with Hunter Biden? And uh, it's so true, Chip. And also, let's not forget, Chip. Oh. Hillary Clinton's emails. Mm. The whole world has gone mad. Uh, we're focusing on entirely the wrong things. And uh, Hillary Clinton, where where is she now? Huh? Where is she? Yeah. Where is she? Huh? Don't where see you around now? very much, Hillary Clinton. No, uh, right. she's too busy yeah. uh, claiming the election was stolen from her. Uh, <laughs> back in uh, the 2016. That That's the thing. may well be the case, um, but the issue that we're, of course, focusing on is um, Donald Trump's current uh, predicament, um, which is largely down to the insurrection. Is, is what to do with all the money, uh, all the support he's getting from the groundswell of support in relation to Hunter Biden and his absolutely egregious... Uh, absolutely. I mean, why, why? We need to be focusing on him, I believe. Is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, well, well, we are. I mean, let's talk a bit about Trump's charges because he has been charged with obstructing rights. I mean, do you think that Trump did anything wrong? Uh, absolutely not. No, I mean, uh, at all, all times he was uh, consulting, you know, every decision he took on January the 6th was in... Uh, in consultation with all of his attorneys and uh, authority legal, and he will be found out to be innocent, I think is the, right. is the main thing. But you know who is not innocent? Who? Who? Who, Chip? Hunter Biden. <gasps> Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Yes. And this is the thing, yeah, isn't absolutely. it? The, the, the Democrats don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it, no. And if you look at it, uh, the Democrats have been cheating uh, uh, elections for years. And has anybody called them up on it? No. Where's Clinton now? She's sitting on their island paradise, eating pizza and contesting all the elections. Well, (laughs) I think that the pizza claim there is, I mean, not warranted. We don't know what she's eating, to be fair. So, I mean... 
Hawaiian. She's this type of woman who likes she likes uh, pineapple on a pizza. I imagine she's more sort of quinoa salad. Well, no, I'm, I mean, we all like uh, a quinoa salad and a Hawaiian pizza actually is quite refreshing sometimes, in, in my opinion. But the one thing that she hasn't done is attempted to defraud or been accused of defrauding the uh, the U.S. government. Yeah, well, that's um, what the deep state will... Uh, Marvin, that's what the deep state will want you to think. I think you'll, if you look into it even... <laughs> did your research on, on your little uh, your little podcast, I think you'll find that, uh, that uh, Hillary Clinton has been behind quite a lot of uh, evil in the world. Wow. <laughs> Including... Can I, I, mean, I, I mean, has she I ever... In her emails, has she, have actually, has she ever conceded? Did she ever concede that uh, the election she was involved in? Did she really? Prove it. Well, uh, no, she, I mean, she did concede she she conceded the next day uh can you prove where's 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 that proof where's the proof what's the proof marvin should be on youtube i think youtube Um, watch put out a little video on youtube did she marvin saying i can see the election i think think you're fine she's not conceded to this day marvin if you if you look uh and also al gore wow what's al gore done well he made that very boring documentary right and he made the documentary about the uh i think you'll find that was funded by the state as well climate change Climate change, yes, absolutely I don't think false. so. Well, let me tell you, I'm in no, Edinburgh at the uh, moment, and it's raining every day. Edinburgh, yeah. I, I think you'll find it will rain in Edinburgh because the, the deep state put out that documentary funded by Al Gore, who also also didn't concede, neither did Clinton. I think you'll find since Reagan, no Demo- every Democrat has been getting away with not conceding elections, and uh, oh, the second uh, a Republican, a holy Republican, does it once, the whole world jumps on him. I think it's unfair and it's a witch hunt. Oh, dear. Right, okay. Um, well, I... Can I just ask, Chip, how's this been affecting the sure. campaign? I mean, there's a lot of money going into this, into defending Trump. It, it's not uh, it's not affected it at all. It's like uh, warrior for ducks. Uh, it's it's uh, it's you know all hands the pumps, uh, and uh, Donald is in great form. Uh, but Hunter Biden, what sort of money is going to his defense? Uh, there, he should yes. not be defended. He should be hung out to dry, locked up. And well, let's I don't think they... and, and Hillary Clinton. And Hillary, they should be locked up together yes. in the jail. You know, they, 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 they're great for each other, those, those two, those two reprobates. Really? They're, they're good for um, each other. Okay. Just, well, sorry, did you, just, just to say, sorry, of... Chip, did you, did you say sort of hmm. imply sort of putting them in prison together? Because that, that would be really good for the socials if you could just say that again. Sure, yeah. Um, Hillary Clinton... And Hunter Biden put them on mm. the, in the same jail cell because they're bait, they're cut from the same cloth, and you know put them in Alcatraz right. on their own, a special jail just for those two, and then that's, you know that's... and and then have people come and poke them with sticks what, and maybe who, throw, throw jars of urine at them uh, for for just that's... absolutely burning the no. American flag, not respecting no, Christ or or God. And uh, it's a witch hunt. And where is Hunter Biden? And check those emails because uh, you won't find them. Producer Martin, this is going to be really good for our figures. I mean, Mm. there's a lot of defamation here. Um, There's well, you say defamation, sure, Marvin. I say facts. I say stone cold facts. Harriet, can I can I just stop and ask you Mm. a question for a moment? I mean, sure, it'll be good for socials, but putting out lies. Yes, thank you, Chip. You know, untruths into the world. To our audience, that is there not a kind of responsibility here? Because even if if ten percent of our audience believes what's going on here, what's being accused, then uh, you know we're misleading. Uh, well, if ten percent of our audience, what's that? Like, I mean, we get about a hundred people listening to. Well, it, it doesn't matter if one person 
believes the lie, then we, we've done some bad in the Martin, world. Martin, Martin, how long have we known each other? About, uh, let's see, I met Jane in, uh, what is it, 12 years? 12 years, yes, 12 years. And do you know what? I know that you're a, a centrist melt and, and rather soppy. But... But I never thought okay. you would deny someone's free speech. What? It's lies, though. People's free listening. I. What? People are free they can... to listen to what they want to. If they want to listen to what Chip has to say, and if what Chip has to say has no logic or fact, then that is their right as a human being, Martin. And maybe Amen, you should be against human way. rights, Martin. Maybe you're just as bad as Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden and putting out evil into the world. And actually, Martin, I think you should be very ashamed. And Martin, you're endangering free speech. And Chip, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, Harry, Harry, you couldn't say that better. You are endangering, you're mm-hmm. endangering free speech. Uh, what do you say is dangerous? I mean, it's uh, it's un-American, Marvin, is what you're doing. It's absolutely un-American. Yes, and un-English. And un-English. Uh, well, what, 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 what is it then? It's... I mean, if it's... Un- it's, it's Afghanistan. Not, it's it's, it's, it's Afghanistan. Oh, right, it's, okay. You're, you're, that, you're Pu- okay. Is this Putin? I mean, am I speaking this, to Putin right now? Your stooge no, being put, put up by Putin and his and his his, That's, his Kremlin uh, overlords. Uh, okay. <laughs> what uh, what sort of producer have you got here, Harriet? This Marvin. Have you yeah. have you checked his background? Have you seen his birth certificate? Wow. Yes, and no, actually, Putin is a very good analogy, actually, Martin, because. Putin yeah. also used to be nice. He what? helped us get Brexit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where, 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 where were you born, Mar- Marvinsky? Where were you born in Vladivostok? Is, is that the sort of podcast we're coming on here now? Is, is that, that uh, yeah? Hmm? No, he's born in Wolverhampton, actually, but, uh, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. family moved south what, quite What quickly, a blast is that in Wolverhampton, Skewer? Um, the West Midlands, I think. It's, um... Chip, it's wonderful to have you on. I... And for the listeners, because we don't patronise our listeners, even the stupid ones. No. And we mm. want them to be able to listen and decide for themselves if you have those kind of faculties. Mm. Yeah. But if you don't, that's also fine. Thank you, Chip. Thanks for having me. God bless America. Now, as I've mentioned, I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe with my show, That's Politainment, Pleasant Courtyard, 8pm, not the 15th, check the box office for availability. But it would be a gross conflict of interest for me to insist that I talk about it on this podcast in a colour piece, stroke thinly veiled advert. Yes, so Harriet very nobly demanded that I interview her co-star, Rosie Holt MP, and her director, Dan Clarkson. About her show. That's Polytainment, 8pm, Pleasance Courtyard. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the shows Buffy Revamped and Friend the One with Gunther are... Irrelevant. Let's take a listen to Rosie Holt MP and Dan Clarkson. Rosie Holt MP and Daniel Clarkson. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, hello, hi, hi. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, You've lucked out. You've got producer Martin running this interview. So uh, (laughs) don't worry, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, But you better watch out because... I've got some hard-hitting questions too. Right. Right, sure. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Always ready for hard-hitting questions. Now, you've got a show at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, why don't you tell me a little about that? Right. Well, um, thank you, Producer Martin. Yes, so 
I'm taking up a show to the Edinburgh Fringe with your your co-host and both of our good friends, Harriet Langley Swindon. And really, it's just about spreading the message to the people, I think, isn't it, Dan? Well, yeah, to, to a point. Mm. I mean, it's, you know, the Edinburgh Festival is a wonderful place for people to come up and express themselves. Mm. Uh, so many great talents have established themselves up mm. in Edinburgh. This probably won't be that. But um, it's nice that, I guess, the right wing are having a chance to say their piece. I guess that's a platform we maybe didn't know we needed. Well, um, well, I don't know if it's chance. I think what Dan means is that we need a strong conservative voice in this very wokey arts festival where conservative voices are suppressed, trodden down, and instead it's just a sea of, of clowns. A sea of clowns. Interesting. Of clowns. By nature, they are very lefty and silly. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, clowns yes. is the word and why maybe Tory MPs are making such wonderful rises in the comic world. Thank I mean, there's, you. There's, there's a thin line, or I think a thin yeah. line between what you do in Parliament and yeah. on stage. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. It's a performance to the people for the people. Right. That doesn't really sound like it makes too much sense to me, but I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a wonderful no, it show. Well, uh, producer Martin, actually, I'd say it makes so much sense that what I'm doing now is making sense. And it's all about making sense. And that's what I'm trying to do is make sense of the sense that the sense is being put out there. That's certainly words. Um, okay. A question for you about working with our host and, and yeah. my co-presenter, as I like to call her. We are co-presenter equals, two equals working together. Um, Harriet Langley Swindon, I how think- has that been? Any fun goss from on the road? Well, it's, it's you know, there, there are presenters of their generation and, you know, who are going to be, I think, noted history mm. will remember them. And then there's working with Harriet. And for us, it's it's been quite uh, an experience. Um, you know, we had a note session today. She she wasn't there. She hasn't been to any of them. Uh, but she's keen for the feedback. Well, keen to give her feedback, I yeah. think. Which, yeah. I, as a director, I've never been directed. So that's that's novel to have my directing directed by her. Turned yeah. back on you. Well, I, I yes. think Harriet is a famed opinionist. And you can't put an opinionist in a box. She's going to have her opinions. Definitely about, has her opinions about everything. She, definitely, I will yeah. say about Harriet, she does have so many opinions. It's wonderful. So it's, so many. It, 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 yes. It's really good if 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 you're someone who struggles knowing what to think unless someone tells you to. Which I didn't know I was until working with Harriet. Mm. Oh yes, yes, like um, like a, a cruel. A cruel hmm. overlord, yeah. I like to think of her, but with uh, fantastic hair, to be Really fair. good hair. Right. Well, that's, that is interesting. Um, now, you, you are taking up a uh, quite an interesting space at the festival as what is probably the most right-wing show available. Now, um, you know, as far as I'm aware, none of the GB News team are up with shows this year. Um, so do you feel you're attracting that crowd? Have you found your audience? No. N- not not yet. Not yet. We won't. Right. We, 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 we will. We will. We will. I think we're both very confident that we will. I mean, as you say, 
Where are the GB News people? Where are the Talk TV people? Where is Andrew Tate? Well, in, in prison. But my point is, where are these people? They're not being represented. And that's what we're doing here. We're representing it. And we're just waiting for the little minority right-wingers to seek us out. I think I think there is an irony as well that comics, if they start to become too right-wing, leave the fringe and go to GB News, mm. whereas Harriet, um, Rosie Holt MP, have gone the other way. Yes, yes, we're bridging the gap. It's a bridge that probably didn't need building. A beautiful, beautiful bridge. Yeah. Yes. With a troll underneath. Yes, a, a noble troll. Interesting. With three riddles. Right. Okay, and, and the first riddle, uh, if you don't mind. Well, Producer Martin, it can change from day to day. That's the thing. You never know what the troll is going to say. Yes. Interesting. So sometimes the troll may ask you yes. some general facts. Was Donald Trump robbed in the, the right. election? You know? And if you answer correctly... I'd say no. You wouldn't you make wouldn't. it across the bridge. What would happen to Troll me there? Eat, he would eat you. He'd attempt to. I'm pretty wily see, when I want to be. I, I also would have said no, and it's doing this show I've been taught I'm wrong mm, uh, yes. for having those opinions. Yes, we've converted yeah. uh, Dan enthusiastically I understand you. to the right. It's just easier to go along. Yeah, you get a bonk on the conk, and then you you decide to just go with the flow, don't you? Um now, Rosie yeah. Holt, MP, I think it would be remiss of me to uh, not bring up the fact that you are, of course, a a serving MP and uh, therefore you will be ignoring your constituents for the month of August. Yes. Yes, every cloud has a silver lining. What? Well, I think you were saying yourself that, that the area hasn't thrived so much as it seems to be at the moment in her absence. That's true. That's true. They're having a lovely time, my constituents. Yes. Okay. I hear from them via carrier um, pigeon you, and they tell me they're doing great. That is unusual and a very slow way of communicating, but well, I'm glad you know, to hear that it's Mr. Still... Martin, everyone deserves a holiday, okay? And I don't think that's going to solve climate change, stopping me from having my holiday at the Fringe. Well, quite, quite. Um, my question was actually about the, um, the Conservative Party... Uh, at large, I mean, do you feel that with your absence, there will be a lack of sycophants to support and regurgitate the um, the policy of the government? Well, see, I really take issue with that, producer Martin, because of course you can have second jobs, you can still do your job just as well. So yes, I am taking a second job in entertainment at the fringe. My first job is always going to be sucking up to those in power. And you know, I will always, always take that very seriously. And I can do that wherever I am because I really like talking on interviews and going on TV. And that requires very little proper work. And I think as we talked about yesterday, mm. with the crushing defeat ahead of the Tory party, the next election, preparing yourself for a second job and getting ready for that. And um you agreed yourself that this is a skill you're going to need because you haven't got that seat well, for long. Well, I, I never said I never said there was going to be a, a we, crushing we defeat. Definitely no. didn't say about that. No, I did. No, no, I I that believe was fully in the bar last night no, when we were. No, I no, I no, I believe fully that the Conservative Party uh, is going to pass with flying colours, and it, it's it's crazy that I I would even 
think about uh, what would happen post that happening because it just wouldn't happen because it's not going to happen. As you definitely said, no, that's I what's going to happen. No, uh, look, no, I think I think things were said in jest last night after a few too many sambukas. Well, you cried and with happiness about the Tory party, and I think I think it's really wonderful, and we're doing really well. Thank you. And that, I suppose, is politainment. Thank you. That's very funny. <laughs> Which is funny that's because the that's the name now. of yeah. your yeah. show, isn't uh, that's it? That's politainment. Yes. That's politainment. Um, just one last quick question, if you don't mind. Um, and it's rather about the challenges mm. of performing um, at what is largely seen as a bastion of liberal yes. comedy. I mean, both in the performances and the audiences. Um, do you find that you have, uh, well, a, a struggle getting through to the people that are turning up to see it, if indeed there are any no people struggle. turning no so struggle. far? No people. No, so. no, lots of, lots of people. Just yes. because people aren't people, they're still people. Um, but it's it's not not at all. The, the thing is, producer Martin, yes. is I am like a little plucky little David fighting the Goliath of woke alongside other plucky little Davids like Rupert Murdoch or or the government. And that's what people come to see. They come to see right. me fighting the woke. And I think they leave satisfied and feeling that the country is in good hands. Well, they definitely leave. That's fair to Happy. say. Well, no, they just leave. They they don't need to see the whole show because they they, okay. don't they, watch they the whole go show. in and they think yes, this is we're in safe hands, the country is fine, what wonderful people we have leading it, and so they don't need to see more than fifteen minutes. And uh, just just finally, while I do have you, are you willing to reveal who's been funding this show? Uh, I hear that there is a an yeah. organisation that has channeled money into allowing yeah, it to happen. That's, that's true. Yes, really, very sweet, really lovely, really lovely, very, really gorgeous, very kind-hearted organisation uh, that will remain nameless. You said who it was yesterday again. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay, no, all right. No, At the bar, you, no. you literally said the drinks were on them no. you bought for the room. No, oh. no. Are you sure? No. Well, uh, Rosie Holt MP... Thanks. Dan Clarkson, thanks so much and good luck spreading whatever it is that you're doing over there. Now, you might remember that we came to the Edinburgh Festival last year and we produced a wonderful piece about freedom of speech within the fringe. And we weren't really thinking about just repeating what we'd already said about freedom of speech, but then we looked at The Telegraph, The Times, The Evening Standard, The Critic, Unheard, Spiked, The Mail and The Express and thought, if it's good enough for them. So here's our report from last year's Fringe. Enjoy. George Norris. Yes. You have a show at the Fringe. I do, yeah. Blink. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about blinking. Yes. Yes. Uh, loosely, loosely about blinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that is that because you uh, you thought you wanted to do a show about other things, but you had to restrict it to blinking because of cancel culture? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that I really wanted to talk about. Um, you know, things that that just you get shut down as soon as you start trying to make a show about them. So I've ended up having to strip it right back to kind of the most banal thing it's possible to do. Like everybody blinks, you know, without really thinking about it. 
So I've really been pigeonholed into making a show essentially about nothing. And I think that is because of cancel culture. Yeah. I think that's because all the juicier subjects you can't, you can't talk about. You're not allowed to talk about them anymore. Oh, um, yeah. I think that's tragic. Yeah. I mean, now, as you know, this, this podcast is a safe space. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's great. We need more safe spaces. We, yeah. you know, we need to create that sort of, we need to enshrine freedom of speech and uh, let people say their truth. Absolutely. I think it's really important. I, I feel threatened a lot of the time. Yeah, to, yeah. To, so to have any kind of uh, safe space really is a, a real bonus for Martin me. Martin yeah. goes to sit in the cupboard sometimes for his safe space. Wow. Yeah, that's a good idea. Is it a big cupboard? It's not that big, no. Okay. Sometimes you forget he's in there, though. It's very disconcerting. I often feel quite threatened um, going down the street, uh, seagulls. If I've, if I've uh, got chips well, or whatever and they kind of hover yeah. around, I find that quite threatening, well, which not, I guess isn't really cancel culture. You think that's a, meta- a metaphor? Yeah, it's, it's you know... it's it, the, with the wokey left. Yeah, it's a lot like yes. the kind of threat that we live under all the time with, with cancel culture. Yes, and it, Or it might just be like my anxiety and I'm not very good at like going out in public. No, I think it, it's cancel culture. Yeah, it's probably yeah, cancel, it's culture. cancel culture. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to say it's that than for me to do any work on myself, I think. So, Jos, what... Did you want to do a show about? What did you want to talk about that you couldn't? You can because you can tell us here. You, well, okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, it's so hard to to speak your truth these days because yes. you know people's voices are being taken away from them. I really wanted to do a show about Rayman Two, The Great Escape, the computer game yeah. from yeah. two thousand and two, and how it's the best computer game. But I'm not familiar with that. Can you? Explain You've never played Rayman Two. No, I don't. Well, this is why this is why I wanted to make a show about it because people have forgotten. You know, there's there's gaming culture is so huge now, and everyone's forgotten Rayman too. He's got a sort of yellow face and arms. He's like, that he's just, yeah, he's like a charming rabbit kind of thing. Did he get cancelled? Is that why we don't? It's hear not it that he got cancelled. It's that right? Okay, I remember talking about Rayman too all the time, all through my my tweens. Oh yes, people. It's all anyone could talk about was how good Rayman two was. And these days, I bring it up, and people do not want to hear about it. I bring it up at parties and go, mm. "Hey, who remembers Rayman two? And people go, "What do you want about? Shut up." We don't understand what this what this is about, yeah. and that's cancel culture. You know, I'm being silenced for for for, for yeah. trying to talk about how Rayman Two is actually a really good game. I mean, listen, I don't want it because I agree with you. Cancel culture is a real problem. Yeah, it's but awful. Do people not want to hear about it just because it's sort of dull and weird and nerdy? No, 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 no. no do, I don't think no. so. Do you think it's because they prefer to talk about? Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, probably. Yeah, or yes. some some other well, more mainstream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crash Bandicoot more wokey. I I don't know about Crash Bandicoot would sort of like spin around a lot, which oh, I guess that is sounds, that's quite yeah, woke, that isn't it? Always kind joke. of Spyro. Yeah, dragon, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rayman liked to um, throw his hands at things. That was his See, big thing. That's the thing. Isn't you can't it? really you can't throw your hands at now. stuff People, anymore. If you do that, you oh, you're being too hyper masculine. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was quite a masculine character. No, yeah. you have to be a little purple dragon. Yeah. Well, yes. But it would have been great. I would have had, um, you know, there were going to be characters, there were going to be sketches all based on the plot of Rayman 2, The Great Escape. And were you going to throw your hands? I, I probably, I mean, I, I never really got that far into the development of the show because every time I brought it up and said, hey, do you like Rayman 2? People would just go, not really, don't know what that is. Once again, I was cancelled. So I probably, I'm sure, would have created an amazing set piece where my my hand flew off and flew into the audience and mm-hmm. maybe, like, smashed a cage. He was always oh, smashing cages. So I would, I would break a cage or something. I think it would have been really funny. Do you think the audience would have been ready for Rayman 2? 
I think, well, they were ready for it in 2000. Yes. So if they were ready for it then, it's just, you know, it's this whole thing of like uh, everyone's always trying to modernise, you yes. know, like we've always got to move forward. And like, what's wrong with the past? You know what I mean? What's wrong with Rain Man 2? Or Rain Man 3, Hoodlum Havoc, which came out in 2004 and was also really good. I didn't like it as much as Rain Man 2. It seemed a bit too, a bit too knowing. Like, it lost a lot of the charm of Rayman 2. Rayman 2, everything was... It's a French game, Uh, and uh, all the characters spoke in a sort of nonsense language. And then Rayman 3, they hired American voice actors. John Leguizmo played Rayman's best friend, Glowbox. And and to me, it became a little more commercialised, a little more corporate. This Mm. was the sort of stuff I was going to be talking about in the show, trying to get these points across that people have forgotten. People are not honouring their history. I'm very anti-cancel culture, but I do feel that maybe... Rayman 2 should be cancelled. What? I've just been finding this whole conversation um, quite trying. How, but you, you're one of the one, you're one of the fiercest advocates of, of, of free speech and one of the most fearsome critics no, of cancel culture. Right. And, actually, and you're telling me that me here, speaking my truth and saying Rayman 2, The Great Escape, was really good. Does anybody else think that when they brought in American voice actors for Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc, like John Legismo, oh. it was a little bit of a shame and kind of spoilt some of the charm of the series? You're telling me that I can't say that. You're, a, you're just another one. You're just like everybody else. Well, okay. You pretend okay. you pretend to be a, 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 a freedom fighter, a warrior for free speech, but you don't want me to speak my truth. Can we you're shutting me down again. Can we I, I, cut um, cut this I'm sorry, I'm upset. Jobs. I know it's I don't, not, I know it's not I do, you, it's the entire culture, but I I feel oppressed. Your, I don't your, want our podcast I feel to explore Rayman 2 or 3. It's, I think I can cut it out Thank once he leaves, but it's probably best we just calm it down first. Do you guys want to play a bit? I've brought, I've brought it with me. Producer Martin will. I, I, I'm quite busy. We can maybe like play the first couple of levels or yeah, something. Sure. I yeah, we could do that. That would be great. Okay. You could okay. play it in, in, in Martin's cupboard. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd like that. Can we fit um, a, a, a PlayStation in there? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, okay. come on, come on, John. Thanks, Let's okay, here we go. Let's here we go. go. And we spoke to the comedian Davina Bentley, who rather unfortunately also turned out to be a lawyer. Let's have a listen. So we have Davina Bentley with us. She is a, a, a new comedian navigating the hard and often crushing world of stand-up. Davina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much. I'm, I'm not, not that new, bit new. Right, we want... Producer Martin, we wanted a new, um, a new yeah, comic. No, no uh, fresh, fresh. As you were still fresh. There. Yeah, you know, I'm very fresh. Here with a new show. Um, right. Okay. Fresh, you know. fresh comic. Fine. Um, when, when's your show? It's on every day, seven forty at the caves. It's called Never Again Two. Never Again Two. Two. The sequel. Two. The sequel. Do we need to have seen Never Again One in order to uh, understand? No, it's simply it's you can you know like on Netflix it's like they do the recap. There's one of those oh. at the beginning. At the yes. beginning, okay, that's great. That's great. So, that's that's great. so you don't need to see what happened in the first one. Okay, it's actually quite clever, isn't it? It is though? rather so clever. Now, Davina, as a fresh comedian, <laughs> do you find it's it's hard because there's obviously this cancel culture ever looming? You can't say anything anymore. Is there things that you're having to admit from your stand-up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it's because of cancel culture, but I I wanted to cancel people in my show. I wanted to call out, like, a lot of sex predators or comedians, and um, you're not allowed to cancel them because of defamation law. So that's... So, and no, also, that's diff- Sorry, that's different. 
No, that's different. You just, but you know, you're trying to cancel them. Yeah. So therefore they need, they need to protect themselves. And if they've got the money to do so, then why shouldn't they use the money? That's like saying if a man has arms and he wants to pick up a, um, a, a dog, a dog, and you say, no, no, you can't use your arms. Yeah. That's not allowed. That'd be rude. You have to pick up the dog with your head. Sure. That's I, what you're suggesting yes, they well, do. Well, as well as being a stand-up, I'm also a lawyer. So just briefly, like oh, on defo... Oh, 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 okay. You did not do I, your homework. I, well, I, I didn't think it was going to come up. Right. Yeah, it's come up. It's come up big time. And I'm just saying that if I wanted to call out, say, a famous comedian as being a sex predator on yeah. stage because they were a known sexual predator, but mm-hmm. they'd never been prosecuted in the courts because yes. they had very aggressive lawyers. I couldn't say that on stage. You could say it here. This is a safe space. No, but we, could, don't, we don't call out sexual prejudices because some of them are nice. Some are fans of the podcast, aren't they? Some are fans of the podcast. Got, <gasps> I heard some, isn't your largest We've demographic We've got a lot sexual of sexual predator fans. I'd like to say hello to all of them. Oh. Thank you for your continued listenership. It's very valued. And please continue to do so. There's, there's always bits in here. For sex predators. I'm going to have to edit this out, aren't I? No, Martin, come on, let's not alienate our fan base. And some of our fan base are sexual predators. But not, you know, not all sexual predators are bad, Davina. And so maybe you should, if you're going on your, your you, you know, you want to cancel them all, maybe think about how some of them are nice. Yeah, no, look, I take your point. Yes. I, t- I do take your point. And I think that... Martin's sweating quite, he's sweating quite profusely. I just, I get deeply uncomfortable when I think that someone might sue us. Yeah, yeah. no, you should be, um, because you yeah. don't have the money to defend no. the lawsuit. I mean, clearly. Well, look we at have, me. What do you mean we have money? There's some money in the, in the war chest, but the war but chest is right. very But you're right, we are forever fighting very hard against cancer culture and to protect these poor men who are being cancelled, I'm sorry, by people like you. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm try- saying that I would like to cancel them, right. but I can't because I don't have the money to... Say one of the big law firms who do this sent me a letter saying, we'll take everything from you. I wouldn't be able to defend, you know, I'd have to remove that stuff from my show. But look, I know it's really hard to get an audience. And I think that's the important thing here is that... We have an audience, no, I know. But as a lawyer, could you, could you not defend yourself? In, in a kind of Erin Brockovich type style. I, I haven't actually seen that film, but I, I imagine that's what she did. She does. She, 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 she defend she, herself. She did defend, well, she does sort of Laurie things while wearing a low-cut top. She yes, had cracking knockers. I mean, I, I think that there's the fundamental difference. Erin wasn't a lawyer and she had amazing boobs and I am a lawyer. And that's the difference. So, but she wasn't actually qualified, whereas I am qualified. Right. But, you know, if I was a good enough lawyer to defend myself, I probably wouldn't be doing comedy at the fringe, oh, right you two. Oh, right. you see, if I was capable sort of, of self burn there, it was. It? No, it was a little self burn. Self burn. We we can keep that on the podcast, yeah, yeah, we can't can we? Yeah, we, I think sure. that's fine There's to keep no that. Especially, it will balance out some of the sort of rather controversial things she was saying about trying to cancel men. Let's not go back over that. No, just sorry. I don't mm. hate men. I lo- I looked at well. I you've got a at... problem with sexual predator men, and they are a large portion of men. Mm. No, they absolutely are, especially yeah. in the comedy community. Yes. and I li- I like the tall ones, and I like the handsome ones. Yeah. So don't please don't get me wrong. And I like the ones also nice some face. sexual predators are funny. And are we supposed to discount their jokes because they're sexual predators? No, no, I don't. Look, please, I don't think that. Um, but look, can I say there's other things? It's not just sexual predators. Okay. The, I, there's also like I want to do some fun accents in my show. Right. Ooh. But what accent, you know, I stopped doing a Spanish accent in my show. And then I saw an act yesterday. What were they doing? 
a Spanish, Spanish accent. A Spanish accent. Well, now, I felt like a fool, didn't on. I? This I'm on. Well, you can't do silly I, voices. I think You're, I, I'm not allowed to no. do my Jamaican accent anymore, am I, Martin? I, I don't like it when you do it. Um, can I just ask, mm. was the person doing the accent... Spanish. Spanish. No, they were very much not. Okay. And I'm not Spanish, but I do have thick black hair and, and a swarthy look about me. Well, listen, um, um, Davina, we're, we're going to have to wrap this up. Before we do, would you like to do your Spanish accent on this show? <laughs> it's because a safe you space. can. I mean, I do a really good West Africa. I do a good Ghanaian accent, oh, so I don't know. If, that's do you, not what I think that's, that's sorry. wonderful. That's not no, what wait, I want to hear. That. Are you saying do the Ghanaian? No. I don't. Yes, I think. I mean, it's like do, I do a, no, spa- a no Ghanaian. Let's go for the Ghanaian. Anyway. I think. I, I think it's running out of. Um, oh, it's, what's, it's the tape. Yeah, well, you we, we don't record on tape because <laughs> oh, it's not the eighties. But should um, I do my Jamaican one again, Martin? I would love, personally, sorry, I would love to hear that. I know you're asking your producer, but I, can, can I hear your Jamaican accent? Yes, certainly. So it is... We also spoke to a comedy director. We spoke to Ben Target, who is... Uh, it's dire- it's, um, it's uh, Target. I believe it's Target. Um, sort of no, like he- a French Target, you know. Um, I, thought he, I thought he was British. I thought we were speaking to a British, I, British I, director. I think- well, he's a performer and a director, but I, I think he just prefers it to be pronounced Tarjay. Horrible. Anyway, let's have a listen. We have comedy director and performer Ben Target with us. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me in this safe space to talk about stuff I hate. Thank you. This is a safe space. Yes, absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. Listen, as a comedy director, I often ask my acts, what do you hate? That's where the big bucks is, hatred. Mm-hmm. And as a mythanthrope, I, I think you should be allowed to hate anything and everything, especially yes. people. So whenever I come across an act that doesn't hate stuff, I'm suspicious and I think you've been got by, by cancel culture. You've been got by the virus. You're sick. Absolutely. Have you noticed this with I your acts? Oh, all of them are sick right now. They come back to me and they say, but Ben, you know, we should be able to, uh, you know, we should be able to like life. We should be able to like people. But uh, I just, I just don't believe them. Life's too scary not to hate. Do you worry that this is the problem now with um, cancel culture on, on comedy? Is it's, it's basically stopping people from hating? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a fundamental a, human right, right? It is. I've been a professional hater for all my life. And I just think, you know, if I wasn't allowed to hate, there'd be nothing for me to do. Yeah. Do you um, feel scared talking about the things that you hate on, on stage or in your work? No, I think it's brave. It's brave to be mean. It's brave to point out um, that things suck all yes. the time. Um, yes. Have you ever um, come across something that you perhaps didn't hate, like a, a particularly nice um, sunrise? or a- Other mythanthropists. My, oh. bro- my brothers in arms. Oh. Only, only the male ones, because oh. they're, oh. they're the only ones who really sort of uh, understand the uh, ferocity that hatred takes. Right. Okay, so other people that hate things and people in general you're kind of on board with them so you've yeah. got a little okay. club is Tiny there a little club. little club of, of men who hate things yep, we any women up. who hate things uh w- only ones that enable us you right. know the ones that are willing to um facilitate our hating yeah the best sort yeah absolutely yep. um yeah we meet uh, the Haters Club, we meet every Tuesday. Uh, does it have a name? Is it called Ooh, the Haters Club? The Haters Club. The Haters Club, right. Straight uh, to the point. Says it, what, it, what it says on the din. Very din? much so, yeah, it yeah. It says on the tin. Um, we meet every Tuesday because we hate Mondays too much. Right. It's, it's the sacred day, Monday. Ah, like the, yeah. the Boomtown Rats, Bob Geldof, he hated... Um, 
Mondays. And yeah, just another manic Monday. That was also a sort of dig at Mondays, wasn't it? Is it someone else? That's the bangles. Uh-uh. Just another manic Monday. That one. Quite rare that you sing <laughs> on the on the show. Well, I just think this is a creative Ed Fringe special. It's time for people to hear that I have other talents. Ben, would you be interested in directing a show with me? Maybe I could sing, sing about things I hate. I'd I hate that. lots of things. We could do a musical. Uh, um, you know, what what sort of things you hate? What's your top three? Oh, top things uh, I hate. Um, uh, s- s- small, weak men. Um, I don't know why you're looking at me when you say that, Harriet. But, well, sorry, you're in my eye line. Okay. Uh, refugees um, and um, Meghan Markle. Wow. That's a, that's a great shortlist there. I agree with all of you. Thank you. Do you hate great short men like Napoleon? No, I think N- Napoleon is an exception because he's not a weak small man. I think he was a strong one. Mm-hmm. Uh, did some wonderful war, a lot, lot of warring. I think if you're warring, you're not, you're not, you're not weak. You're making up for it. I think really short men should go to war really. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point of them? So, uh, you're a big fan of, uh, Putin. Yes. I think Putin's a bit been misunderstood really. I mean, let's look at him. He, you know, he rides a horse, uh, looks very majestic. Um, he's, he's got great abs. He's got great abs. He's spoken out in defense of JK Rowling. He's done a lot. You know, and yes, he's made a few missteps recently. Uh, let's not, you know, I, I, I don't agree with what he's done with Ukraine, but I think also, you know, let's be, let's look at this nuance. Listen, let's be honest, you know, annexing anything is not a simple procedure. You know, you've got to just give the guy a bit of time. Yeah. Yes, this is very true. Now, Ben, you do have a host of very controversial acts. Yes. Uh, Katie Pritchard. Katie Pritchard, who wanted always, to do... Always very controversial. Very controversial. You know, a lot of people uh, might be aware she's a, 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 a trained West End singer. Mm. She wanted to do um, Songs of the Third Reich. See, why can't they let, they let her do that? Why not? I don't know. I mean, people just don't understand nuance anymore. Yeah. They think uh, nuance is only something for love. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's nothing nuanced about love is love. Love everyone. There's only... You know, Hate is the only nuanced thing in the world, and that's and that's largely because um, drone bombing is really accurate these days. Brilliant! I'd love to hear a song about that, about drone bombing being really accurate these days. Drone bombing is very accurate these days. I'm I'm not sure we'll be able to. Uh, interesting in fact: the um, the uh, the singer Anoni mm. wrote a great song about. Uh, drone bombing called drone bomb me and then i found out uh that anoni had transitioned and i didn't like it anymore i think that's a really good reason not to like something yeah i just don't like people lying to me about their gender yeah 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 Mm -hmm. well ben thank you so much is there is there anything else you want to you want to say while you've got this chance to be in a safe space before we before we wrap up listen i think People should have permission to hate humans because we're scary. Yeah. And we, uh, we, we deplete the ozone. We, we take a lot of breaths. We use up a lot of oxygen. I just think we should, we should try and be more like whales. Whales only breathe once every three hours. You know? That's, that is very impressive. Just a thought. That's, that's very interesting. I mean, um, we'll, we'll look at the science behind that and, and maybe, maybe go into it later. It's really positive to hear you talking about science like you believe it exists right martin i just think it's good to get uh, both sides i'm all for research and i also don't like the idea of holding my breath for three hours 
And then after speaking to Ben, we spoke to one of his protégés. We spoke to the comedian Katie Pritchard. Let's have a listen. Katie Pritchard. Hello. You have a show on at the Fringe? Yes. Six o'clock? Yes. Disco ball? Yes. Is it the show you wanted to do, though? Not entirely, no. Mm. Um, I wanted to do a show exclusively about vegetables and... I wasn't allowed because of Brexit. Oh. Why did... Well, that's that's really upsetting. Yeah. And well, well, could I could I ask why um, Brexit sort of stopped you from being allowed to... Was it more the Europeans because they're trying to stop Brexit? Or there weren't enough... And they enough, were also stopping your show? There weren't enough um, uh, maybe uh, foreign uh, labourers to come and pluck the jokes that you'd... Sewn. Yes, to all of these things. Yes. And more specifically, um, the lettuce wasn't available in the shops anymore, so I couldn't do... It's because of the ah, Europeans. I see. It's the Europeans. I think I see what's happening. They're trying to sabotage Brexit. Yeah. And in doing so, they're sabotaging comedians' shows. Exactly. And so I've had to spend the last two and a half years rewriting all of my vegetable material to be about fruits and desserts. So it has been a tricky time that's, navigating the landscape there. That's devastating. Yeah. We, Thank you. We did have your director in, an interesting man, yeah. um, who mentioned actually wanted to do a show about the Third Reich. Yes, because famously they ate a lot of vegetables, but we couldn't do that anymore because of the vegetable issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really tough. And you, you went for disco, mm. a disco ball. Yes, Instead, and this this hasn't sort of brought up any problems. No, not to try to cancel you because of that. No, not not yet. Um, we did float an idea of of using new metal um, balls, but everyone thought that would be a bit a bit too much, and we didn't want to tip tip the balance, tip the scales the wrong direction. Yeah, it's a very a, a balancing act, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Especially when metal's involved. Exactly. And when you're an edgy comedian like I am, mm. uh, you have got to be careful about the tip in the balance in the wrong direction. You don't want the wrong kind of people coming into your show, coming in, being all offended because of the vegetable material. Do you feel that lots of people would get offended by the vegetable material? Oh, 100%. We've had a lot of walkouts when I was working on the show before, which is why we had to change it to fruits. And now I um, seem to be attracting the right kind of people, big fruit fans coming in. Katie, what vegetable in particular did you really want to talk about? Well, that's, I'm not even allowed to say its name. You can't, you, this, this is, is a, a safe, safe space. space. Unless it's racist or really... I know, that's fine like, as well. I'll probably cut that I've out. been given a subpoena that I can't even say this vegetable's name. Could you say what it rhymes with? Um, Annette? I have no idea what that is. It's a loose rhyme. If you looked on Rhyme Zone, it would come under loose rhymes, not exact rhymes. Is that like a, a, a pear? A pear? A le? It's probably. Where's well, it? A vegetable. A, le- a, le- a lettuce. That's a very bad rhyme. It's good that you couldn't figure it out because if I ha- appeared in a recording with you saying the word, that yeah, would even no, be bad no, for no, the. That, that's, that's very fair. We don't want to get you cancelled. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard enough with the woke left sort of, you know, they're sort of wafting around the fringe like little ghosts. Trying to peck at little comedians. 
This is it. And, and famously, I don't like ghosts. Mm. They have no place in my show. Yeah. None whatsoever. If you don't mind me jumping in just to, to ask a question, you, you spoke briefly there about um, getting the right audience mm. in and not getting the wrong yes. audience in. Um, what, what makes a good audience member in your show? Someone who is prepared mm-hmm. to come in, listen to my material about fruits and desserts yes. and stay there while I do it. An obedient person. And not throw things at me. That seems fair. What do they throw at you? Well, they've been throwing tomatoes. Apparently tomatoes fits in the fruits bracket. It's not a vegetable. It's not, not a, vegetable. a vegetable. Oh, wow. Oh, goodness. And this wouldn't happen if you were doing your show about vegetables because they wouldn't bring tomatoes. They'd be, They'd be bringing harder stuff. Harder so that's stuff. why... We've changed it to fruits. Goodness. Fruits are famously softer than vegetables. That's, that's a good idea. In the most part. Uh, Katie, just do you think you're representative of most uh, performers at the Fringe? Uh, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think a lot of performers are similar to me in that mm. they go out there every day. They say things they vehemently believe in. They talk about the big issues, like desserts and fruits. And uh, they, they, they go home uh, and have a nice little little sleep. See, that's, that's good to know, because I think we were going to talk to quite a few performers, but maybe we don't need no, to. No, I think, I think Katie's very clearly indicative of all of them. Yes. Um, especially the, uh, uh, the, the tomato throwing. Would you say I'm a voice of a generation? Yes, I'd say you're a voice of a comedy generation specific niche generation that is great because i have been looking for more poster quotes so you can you can use that thank you harriet langley swindon voice of a comedy generation and then in a lower case that's quite a niche generation katie thank you so much for joining us good luck with the fringe thank you Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, buy tickets to the live show on the 7th of September at kingsplace.co.uk. Follow the Out of Context Nonsensored Twitter account and keep those questions coming to nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com. Get well soon, Ijan Akbar, and thank you to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Paul Dunphy, Dan Clarkson, and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, and we'll be back next week for more nonsense. Nonsense.